Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today's Tuesday, July 20th. And every Tuesday, we're talking LAFC. We're talking black and gold. They're on a three-game winning streak. Uh, they've been impressive so far these last three games. Ken Mumon has been uh, a, a, an exciting player. A- every single game, he gets better and better. Carlos Vela got a goal. So we're going to get into that. But before, let me let me uh, introduce my guests. We got Juan Pablo Marquez and LAFC Hawaii. How you guys doing? I'm good, man. Um, LAFC won another win. I went at the bank. Um, so it's all good vibes right now. Hawaii, how you doing? I'm feeling good, man. Three in a row, so hey, we're excited. Yeah, no, th- three in a row, and it's uh, and it's looking good. Um, JP, I know you you and I both went to the game. You you got to cover uh, your first game with me. Let's talk about your experience and how that was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have the press call here. It's a, it's a good memento, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was definitely it was definitely a new experience um, meeting you know. A lot of the journalists seeing how how they carry themselves, you know, what the experience is like. Um, it's a great view. I think I I, I loved my view. Um, it was in the corner and uh, at the bottom, so I just felt like I was I was looking over everybody, um, and it was an amazing experience. So yeah, um, can't wait to to get back get back into the media room and, and and experience it again. Yeah, no, I mean you did an awesome job. Let's see, Hawaii. What's what's the time? What's the time difference from LA to to Hawaii? And where in Hawaii are you? I'm in Oahu. Okay. Yeah, Oahu. It's uh, so it's four o'clock here. Nice. Yeah. So you, yeah. you're, you're, so, you're so behind like by three hours. Games. Yeah, the Euro games are like really early, you know. So, uh, yeah, it, it's nice, man. You know, when we lived in California, I lived in California for a long time, right? Twenty plus years. Uh, but my wife is from here, so when we had our daughter, we knew we were gonna move here. Um, so it's good, man. All the games are pretty early for me, you know, like I'm originally from Tennessee. So when I'm there trying to watch LAFC, it's at 10 o'clock at night, mm, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Sometimes even 11. So to be here and then be two o'clock games to four o'clock games, I like it. Yeah, no, that, that's cool. Have you, have you been to, a, to, to an LAFC game yet? So no, I haven't been to a match. I've only watched all of them on TV. I've never missed a match ever. Ever, ever. Nice. Um, but uh, three games into LAFC, my wife was super pregnant, and Simon mm-hmm. uh, kicked that ball and, and and scored that what last minute goal, and we jumped up and yelled, and she was like, "Oh, I think I'm about to have the baby." So <laughs> uh, we couldn't go that year, and then the next year we just had our our kid, right? So um, and then after that we were traveling. Uh, we traveled in an RV for for a few years, so yeah, man. I haven't been able to catch a match um, then with COVID hitting, but when everything opens up, uh, the deal is my wife and I are going to make two trips a year to Cali, and nice. I'm going to catch games. 
Yeah, that's sort of in the deal to move here. <laughs> hey, look, you're you're in a beautiful island. I don't I don't think any any of us would complain. But I think at the um, the other the other thing to that is uh you know your loyalty to to being there and also like you know knowing so much about the team and you know being being engaged about the team you know and that and that's what that's what's the amazing thing about sports. That's the amazing thing about football, right? Because yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't necessarily matter where you're at in the world, essentially. That you can right. still follow, follow the team, and you know, obviously with, with today's technology, with to, the Twitter Spaces and everything like that, it's uh, it's pretty That's cool because right. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. Even when we were traveling in the RV, we would be in the middle of nowhere, but we would go for game day and go to a actual resort so I could have Wi-Fi, watch the nice. match, and then we would get back on the road again. So I'm dedicated, man. You know, look, I, I love football. And I looked for a team for in, in the MLS for a long time. So when, when LAFC came around, it was like, okay, this is my team. And so, you know, I just had to put that commitment in. If I'm going to be away from California, I got to put that commitment in and watch and keep up with everything. So, you know, I look forward to, I look forward to game days, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, a, that's amazing. So you're definitely going to have to let us know whenever, whenever you and your family come into town so that way we can – we can all meet up. I know JP and I were trying to meet up with some of the guys from uh, Twitter Spaces, but I think we got there a little too soon, and then some uh, of the guys got stuck in traffic or something like that, right, JP? Yeah, yeah. We we met um we met LFC Dad. That's his Twitter handle, and then uh, Justin. Yeah, um, Justin. But yeah, so two others came later. Um, right when we went to go to go get our media passes. But yeah, it was, it was really good fun. guys, though, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was definitely fun talking to them about yeah. the team and everything. Yeah, and I mean the the pregame festivities were, were amazing. They're always great. I know JP, that, that was that was your first time experiencing the 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 Christmas uh, tree lane. I forget what what the exact yeah. name is, but uh, yeah, I'm surprised you you haven't experienced that before. Yeah, every time I, I go, I get there like right five minutes before the game, so everything's already wrapped up. Everybody's already in their seats. Um, so yeah, and then like the last times I went to like an MLS pregame, it was she was USA and I was a kid, so it doesn't really, <laughs> it doesn't. I can't, you know, I can't tell gay. I can't, you know, really experience what the adults, you know, do and stuff. But um, yeah, it was definitely fun. Um, it was packed, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of festivities. So yeah, everyone was hyped for the game. Yeah, no, it was, it was exciting. So uh, you're dead, LAFC Hawaii. You're definitely gonna have to check out uh, Christmas Tree Lane whenever you come down. It's amazing, especially when they have all the sponsors and everybody. Hanging out there, and a lot of those guys, and a lot of people that I know there were were there since like twelve, which is crazy. Pretty much yeah. the after day. Yeah, I remember even when we did live in Los Angeles, uh, because like I said, my wife was pregnant. I remember everybody always talking about it, and I'd be like, "Yo, we ain't gotta go to the game. Let's just go to the tailgate, and then we can leave." You know, she's like, "I'm not gonna <laughs> do that to you." But um, yeah, yesterday on Spaces we talked about it. The energy. Um, from everybody being back on Christmas tree lane and being able to tailgate, you sort of felt that through the TV, right? Like, cause we were talking about how loud it was in the stadium. Um, because on ESPN plus you felt that yesterday, you felt the energy, you felt, uh, you know, how, how excited the fans were in the stands. And it was, it was really nice. And then uh, of course, you know, uh, all the guys were saying, oh, man, because, you know, the tailgate was off the off the hook, you know. So I was like, <laughs> hey, there it is. Everybody got a little sauced up. I'm not yeah. mad at it, you know. You, you know, the the well, the crazy thing and the cool thing, uh, Heineken was giving out uh, – well, to people that are 21 and up, you have to have a wristband. But they're giving mm -hmm. out uh, Heineken beers, like the cans. Oh, okay. And yeah, so that I think you, I think you, 
you would have to pay for one. But then, then they had the the promo girls. They were they were they were handing out um, Heineken Heineken beers. Oh, unfortunately, okay. I was unfortunately I was working. JP and I were working. We weren't able to partake this time. I was just about to say, that's one thing. You're working all the games, so you don't really get to get all, like, you know, sauced up a little bit. (laughs) I I think it's against the guidelines. I think it's against the media guidelines to to do that. And plus, I know way. They're sticking like hard to get like, hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know way too many people to want to do that. If I went as a fan, which I have gone as a fan. uh, Yeah, I've I've pregame and and drink and stuff like that. But, like, as, as media they hold you to a different standard and yeah, right. You're not allowed right. to do that. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Yeah. You want to lose that pass. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. It's, not it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not worth it. You know, I, yeah. I, I can have drinks afterwards, so that's right. That's it's, right. It's, no, it's no big deal. Um, but yeah, let, let's talk about the game. Um, you know, uh, LAFC, you know, obviously three, three game, one streak, they ended up beating RSL, uh, two to one. It was, it was, a it was, a you know, it was, it was not an easy game. RSL was always, it was always a tough, tough opponent for LAFC. Um, and, and I think that makes it interesting because, uh, you know, we know the history between these two teams, especially when, uh, you know, LAFC did lose to them in, in, the, in the first time in the playoffs. But they, they, they always play LAFC pretty hard. Um, I want to talk. I want to look at the lineup here. I'm just going to pull it up real quick and then we'll go through the lineup. And here, let me let me pull it up right here. So if you guys can see the lineup, um, obviously we have, uh, you know, Romero, Kimuwan, Segura, Murillo, Farfan, Edwards, Blessing, Sifuentes, Satuesta, and Rossi. Obviously nothing, I don't think anything changed from, from the lineup from the previous game. Um, I mean, this lineup has been doing pretty good. Uh, and obviously it's, it was RSL. Um, JP, what, what were your thoughts on, on the lineup in the first half? Yeah, I mean, it was what the first time I think this whole season that Bob has um... – rolled out with consecutive um, identical lineups. So it was definitely good. Um, you know, it gives the team continuity, you know, the same feel. You can grow together. Um, Edwards played a, played a great game. Um, Farfan did his did his job at the left center back spot. Um, I thought it was Mario's best game. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if I was following him, um, like following him specifically this game uh, when I was up there, but he was, his defensive work was, was great this game. Um, you know, the, the, these are my three middle, regardless if K is back or not. I mean, I think we should roll out with the with that starting three in the middle, and then uh, Rossi and Vela looking comfor- way more comfortable than the beginning of the season. You know, they're kind of finding their their groove. So, um, yeah, it was a it was a good first half, good game, good starting lineup. Um, so yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they, they played pretty well uh, in the first half. And obviously, uh, LAC, who I, what, what are your thoughts so far with with this lineup? And obviously, they, they've been winning consistently with the lineup. Yeah, so I was happy that we didn't change the lineup um, because, you know, Bob, that's one thing that he's been doing why people mostly were worried about what Bob was doing at the beginning of the year because he wasn't being consistent with the lineup. And I like it. Um, I'm a person that actually wants the 3-5-2 or, as I said here, the 5-3-2 to, to uh, be our formation for the rest of this year um, just because I like – uh, if Farfan is over where Edward is, like Moon and uh, Farfan being up and even Edward showing how well he played this uh, last game. He's had two actually really, really good games in this formation. Um, I'm also like JP, Blessing, Sifu, and Antuesta. That's my middle. I just – I don't want to really see K there unless he comes in around the 70th minute. Um, and then 
again, Rossi and Vela, I mean, you really can't ask for more from them these last three games, in my opinion. Uh, Vela's been doing a lot better. I mean, look, you can ask for more because you want him to hit that penalty kick and not hit the bar, but he's all over it. And so I'd much rather that than him, either one of them running with their head down and, and not feeling confident in, in their ability. Yeah, no, and I think uh, the, the surprising thing about the lineup as well, it's, uh, you know, it's Raheem Edwards, obviously uh, Kim Mumon and, and the job that he's been doing, and he, keep, he keeps getting uh, better and better. But, uh, yeah, overall, overall, I mean, if you're LAFC, you have, you have to be excited with, with the, the great job they've been doing. Obviously, the consistency, obviously, you know, and the players that are performing well. You know, you said, I know, JP, you talked about um, Murillo and the, and the job he did this game. Unfortunately, he's going to be out for this next game. Um but let, let's let's talk about uh, Diego Rossi. Obviously, he got the goal in the in the, in the tenth minute. Uh, JP, what were your thoughts on that goal? Yeah, it was a quick goal. Um, LAFC really really put the pedal to the metal at the beginning. You know, they had what the double save by Ochoa at the header, and then um, Rossi played a, a nice one too with Sifu. Um, you know, usually maybe at the beginning of the season, the way Rossi was playing, he wouldn't have tried to to make that play, um, or maybe he would have you know missed it because he kind of was unlucky at the beginning of the season. Uh, but, you know, he placed it well, um, you know, it was a, it was an early goal. So, you know, maybe everybody at the stadium was like, okay, the floodgates are going to open and it's going to be, you know, maybe the first time LAFC scores three in the game because of how early it was and how, you know, of a, of a punch it was, but um, you know, it didn't happen like that, which we'll get into, but yeah, no, Rossi's getting his groove. Um, and, you know, Rossi, we need, a, we need him to be um, good to, to be able to, to put, to win a MLS cup and, you know, get back into the real discussion of, of contendership. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely looking a lot more and more comfortable, and I think that's what you want to see uh, from Diego Rossi. Uh, Hawaii, before I get it to you, I just want to say what's up to a couple people people in the chat. Celso oh. says, "What up?" Uh, LAC Cui says, "What's up, guys?" First comment on the lineup post summer summarizes everything. Um, and I want to play the goal. So here's the goal. Ninety minute guy. He's played ninety minutes in both victories. Oh, that's beautiful. Right. Rossi. Golazo. season that leads the team you saw it coming LAFC sprung a leak and Diego Rossi made no doubt about it LAFC won Real Salt Lake zero. it doesn't get better than this Ala Iniesta with that move nice little pirouette here and he starts carving up a little space look at this so comfortable low center of gravity quick exchange seafood one better with the quick combination golazo this is champagne football at its best in LA Mamma mia, that is fantastic. And give the assist to Sifu his second. How about that replay? I mean, just seeing the replay, you really get to see how clinical Diego Rossi is. And the, the thing that I, I find so impressive about Diego Rossi is when he gets the ball, he, he does a little turn and then he, he like, it looks like he just he's tapping the ball just like to himself slowly. And then he's just so smooth with it. Like the ball like kind of just sticks to his feet and obviously passes it to Sifu. Sifu knows what to do. But Hawaii, give me your thoughts on that play. I mean, the announcer said it's champagne football right there at his <laughs> best. You know, I mean, listen, like it's true. It's it's Rossi being Rossi and having that little touch to make a person think that he's passing it 
or running with it by itself and then passes it to Sifu. Sifu with the one touch just in between them and Rossi does what he does. It's so actually elegant. Um, it, it's a great goal and it's a great um, uh, confidence builder for Rossi to be able to do that, right? Like we need, as JP said, we need him to be confident. We need the best of Rossi, you know, and um, <laughs> I love that goal. I thought it was great. I mean, look, if, if uh, Vela doesn't score that goal, then we all say how great of a goal that is. But Vela's just, you know, it over pushed the line of what a, a good goal is, right? So, um, but you can't take away from how important Diego Rossi is to this team. And it was just it was just a great goal. Yeah, and I think that, that we're starting to see Diego Rossi um, get more and more comfortable. Mm. Uh, LAFC uh, BNG podcast says time machine goal straight from 2019. Yeah, it definitely looked like uh, the old, obviously, 2019 Diego Rossi scoring, you know, scoring that goal. Um, like I said, he's, he's so clinical, and I, and I like like I like how he plays, and he obviously, you can tell he's getting more comfortable, and obviously the goals are going to start coming. Um, let's talk about the, the second half and obviously Carlos Vela, because Carlos Vela, uh, he didn't, he didn't, he had a lot of opportunities. He probably could have had, you know, what, maybe three, maybe three goals, potentially four. I know he had the crossbar. He missed the penalty, but he got the, he got the goal at the end. Um, JP, give me your thoughts on Carlos Zella. Yeah, I mean, he's finding his groove. This is like the first time I, I can really say that he wanted the ball. He looked really comfortable. He didn't wasn't timid. He didn't feel like, oh, I can pull something at this moment. You know, he felt fully within himself. Um, he took players on. Um, and this that's that's the way he's a leader on the field. You know, he doesn't need to be screaming. He just needs to be involved and, and make the plays. And then everyone um, can sense his confidence and grows with him. Um, yeah, I mean, he missed the penalty. I don't like it when players do that run-up. Um, if they're going to do that run-up, they already know where they're going to place it. And it kind of didn't seem like he knew where he was going to place it. He thought Ocho was going to move and then fool him like that. So I don't I don't like that run-up necessarily. But, yeah, I mean, that was that was a banger, you know, the way he stopped it with his chest, you know, just laid it off to himself, and, and it was a banger. But, you know, he hit the post twice. Um, Ocho had, had one of his best nights of the season, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, if it weren't for, for those, all these factors, you know, maybe Vela would have gotten another one. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he, he came up big when, when he needed to and, and gave us the victory. Yeah, no, he, de he definitely came up big. Even the good thing is like, right. Even, even when he gets shut down or misses a PK, you want you want to see your leader still go at it. Right. And he, he didn't, he didn't give up on this game or, you know, get frustrated because he, he didn't get that penalty. Um, Kawhi, what were your thoughts on Carlos Vela? Um, so I also agree that the goalie had probably the best game of his life. He was just on point, right? Like you even you even seen him at the, the what, third minute shaking his head because of the goals that he just had to stop within that thirty seconds. Like it was it was pressure on him the whole night. Um, but for Vela, I just feel like um, you know some of us been a little unlucky, and he's hit the crossbar a lot, uh, but. As you just said, the difference with what Vela had did on this last game is he never did put his head down. He constantly looked like he knew that he was going to get that next goal, right? And and um, that's what we need from our DP, from our captain. Like we need that Vela. Um, the confidence in him constantly, you know, got more and more, and you felt that even through the TV. You constantly felt that. And and when he missed that penalty, it was like okay. All right. And he never put his head down, which is something I really liked. 
Um, I'm not a fan of the of the stutter step either. In the spaces we've talked about, if you're stutter stepping, you're really not confident in this shot anyway. But I think because the goalie was having such a good game that Vela almost didn't know where he did want to hit it. So that's where the stutter step came in. Um, but I like that you never seen him put his head down and he knew he still felt like he was being confident in Vela, right? Not like Vela the sixth and seventh game, like the Vela now, you know what I mean? And so um, it was something I, I really liked seeing. And then, of course, the banger, what can you ask for? You know, the the celebration after uh, was something that we haven't seen from Vela in a long time. Um, you know, him, him pumping it and, and like looking at the crowd and yelling. It's just, you know, as a supporter is something that I want to see from our captain a little bit more. And it made me happy. I'm in the room, back room yelling. My wife's like, yo, calm down. Cause I'm just, <laughs> cause it was great to see from Vela, you know? Yeah. No, no, I'm actually got the ball here. El coreano sacando el centro. Va para Vela, controló de pecho, el disparo, que golazo. I mean, another another world class finish. Mm. I mean, I just want to see the, the the goal. Obviously, also in the in the Spanish broadcast. I think when you look at that and they show all the angles, it's like almost an impossible angle, and that's the only the only way he probably could have scored. And he just takes it off the volley, and it goes right in. And I, I think. That's what that's what's so impressive. We haven't seen a, a, a Carlos Vela type goal this season, um, and I think this is the first one that we're, we've we've been so accustomed to seeing. You know, all these uh, fantastic goals that you're like, man, how did he score that? And he obviously he finally scored one this season like that. And I think that's that's also what we've been missing from Vela. And obviously, it's always it's always a great thing when he when he gets to do it in front of the thirty two fifty two. Right? He's like yelling. He let he lets all his emotion out. Um, you know, he's excited and everything. And it's just, it's, I mean, such amazing goal because from the press box, we're literally right on the other side. And I was like, how did he make that? And like, you know, I didn't, I, didn't, I you know, it was hard to see. And then obviously you, you catch the replay and you're like, wow. Like, you know, yeah. you, you forget, you forget how, how talented he is, even though we see him every week. But like when he does something like that, you're just like, how, you know what I'm saying? Now, um, JP, that is the one advantage of being home, getting to watch because you get all the replays. Yeah, you know, no, that, that that is that is definitely an advantage. Yeah, a lot of the guys in the space was like, I didn't even get to see it go in, right, JP? And yeah. so it was like, oh, I gotta see it. They showed it like seven times on replay. So it was we seen it from all angles, you know. And well, I know we're gonna talk about Moon in a minute, but you can't help but to know about Moon's buttery assist right there. I mean, it was just a beautiful pass, right? So yeah. 
Um, you know, I see Kui says, I still get chills watching that Vela Binger. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what a player like Carlos Vela does. But I mean, like you mentioned at Hawaii, uh, JP, let's, let's talk about Kemu Wan. Uh, the guy just keeps getting better and better. Um, I was, I was talking to Steve, we were both talking to Steve Han, who covers the, the Korean national team. And he's like, he said, he's never seen this from Kim Moon Wan. So he's also, he's also very surprised. And this is a guy who, who's, uh, who's followed, you know, Kim Moon Wan's career for, for, you know, pretty much his whole life. And he said, he's all, he's also very surprised uh, about the way Kim Moon Wan has been playing with LASC because it's in his, in his, in his previous club in Korea, they were, they were more defensive minded. Um, mm. So he didn't really see more, the more offensive side of Kim Moon Wan. But, but JP, what, what were your thoughts on Kim Won in this game? JP, did you did he freeze? I think I think we we might he might have froze. <laughs> but I will we'll, we'll go to you, Hawaii. Uh, what what were your thoughts on and you know, obviously Kim Won? So you know I'm like a huge Won fan, right? Like uh, he's became one of my favorite players on the team. Um, <clears throat> I just feel like, honestly, he could have had four assists in that game. Uh, you know, he he uh, he had a couple. Sifu missed that one. Um, you know, the kid has all heart. He doesn't give up at all. And uh, the 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 passion that you feel through his play is unbelievable. And even in the uh, the press conference that they shared with uh, Vela and Vela talking about uh, Muwan is. Him, him saying, I didn't know what to expect from him, but this has been like a basically a fresh a bre- a breath of fresh air, you know, like on the team. Um, someone knocks him to the ground, you see him get fired up. You know, when he, he puts the assist right where it needs to be and they don't score, you sort of see him get a little angry, like I set you up with a butter, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and for me, you know, listen, that's why I'm a Rossi fan, right? He goes 100, 110 all the time, and that's what you get from Moon Wan, you know. And um, it's it's sort of their culture to be that way, you know, and he's brought that here. And I, I appreciate that, and I uh, respect that. And for me, he's, he's became one of my favorite players. Um, I just think, like, you know, he has speed. Uh, his ball ability is amazing. And um, I just think like uh, we're gonna really miss him when he has to go off to the World Cup. It's gonna, it's, LAFC will feel that. Yeah, but don't, look, let's not get too far ahead. Let's let's enjoy the moment. Let's enjoy the moment. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but but it's the reality. He's gonna go, and it's gonna yeah. be difficult to not have him there. You know. Yeah, no, you, you make you make a great point. But yeah. I think to to that, um, you know, you you mentioned about like when he put when he put RSL the players on skates and. You know, he got past them, and then he he put the ball right in, right right in for Sifu, and I was surprised Sifu missed that because I mean that would have been potentially goal goal of the goal of the, definitely goal goal of the week for sure, maybe goal of the year. I don't know, um, but it, you know, the I'm so impressed how how fe- offensive um, minded he is and how he's able to take on defenders um, because he's not. He's even surprised that Sifu missed it. If you see yeah. his face, he was like. It was. I mean, it was so far, right? He didn't. He didn't have to hit it that far, right? But uh, you know, going back to Moon, it, the thing about Moon is just like, man, like you, you just look at him, like maybe offensively, like is there anything he can't do? You know what I'm saying? Right. He, he can get past defenders. He can. Right. He can uh, give you a pass from what 30 yards out to Carlos Vela, right on point. 
Uh, but yes, yeah, so, I mean he's been very, very, very Over impressive. Head, right at, oh, it's just beautiful. Yeah. JP, give me, give me your thoughts now that you're back on on Kim Moon One. Yeah, sorry, I just glitched out, so I just decided to turn my laptop off and restart. But um, yeah, Moon is Moon has been the breakout star for this team. Um, you know, the formation change kind of just seems like it's because of him. Um, ultimately, he's just so much better at the right wing back position. Um, you know, the first games he was subbed on, I was like, okay, he's offensive. He likes running up. Um, but he didn't really show what he could do with the ball at his feet. Um, and this game, he, he, he really showed what, what he could do. Um, you know, he, he just never gets tired too. It's not just like he, he, it's not just, it's not just, it's not just that he's offensive. He just, he never gets tired. He always runs back. Um, like we said, the, the Sifu miss could have been, you know, the goal of the year, goal of the assist of the year, whatever. But yeah, I mean, Moon is, Moon is definitely, uh, one of the one of the most important pieces on the team right now. Um, and then when we signed him, I said good because he was 25 years old. You know, he's this is one of, more of the signings that LFC kind of need to do. Um, not just go straight for for youth all the time. You know, you need someone with who's seasoned enough that that you know is not going to be a, feel like a rookie, um, but has future to be potentially sold in the future um, and be a, a team leader like Vela said when even when when he came in like the first week. So yeah. Yeah, no, and like even like today in a press call, Carlos Vela, you know, to your point, Hawaii, he said that, you know, he didn't know that, um, paraphrasing here, but he didn't, he didn't know that Moon had this type of quality in him, you know, and obviously, how could you, right? You're the player coming from South Korea. Obviously, no one really know, knew too much about him, but I mean, he's just been able to be a breakout. So and I'm, I'm pretty sure LAFC did not even know this uh, from Kim Moon because, you know, if, if talking with Steve Han, you know, it's, he was he he's come comes from a de- de- defensive team, right? You, you're expecting to get like a defensive player, but you know it's kind of it kind of flipped the switch. He's more offensive, you know. Uh, he has a little bit more offensive versatility, and that, and that's perfect with them, and especially with that three five two uh, formation. I mean, it, it works perfect for him, you know. So obviously now with uh, well, it's going to be interesting to see right now with some of the players that they obviously they, they got B Rod back and how he 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 fits into the mix. Um, with this lineup, you know, so that that's going to be interesting. Um, but before we before we get to B Rod, I want to talk about uh, you know the new player uh, Christian uh, Christian Arango, uh, the striker from Colombia. Obviously, uh, JP. Obviously, this is a big thing for LAFC. I know they they've been talking about uh, you know getting a striker or needing a striker. Obviously, when when it's when it's a Colombian player, uh, you know, obviously LAFC has a number of Colombian players, South American players. So this this definitely makes sense. Uh, we asked, they asked Bob Bradley today. So there's no timetable, uh, for Christian. Uh, I think they're still sorting out some deals, Bob said, but, um, yeah, I mean, it looks exciting. Looks, looks like within the next couple of days or by the end of the week, uh, LAFC can have their striker. What are your thoughts on this potential signing? Yeah. Like you said, um, I asked Andy who's Colombian. I was like, who, 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 what is he, you know, how, how good is he? Is he the real deal? Or is this just, you know, uh, a panic signing for, for the number nine spot? And he said, you know, He's a he's a skillful. Um, he's given the ten because of how skillful he is, but he's you know ultimately a goal scorer. Um, so I see him kind of like a Rossi, who who technically came into the team as a nine, but you know was shifted to the, to the wing. So he can uh, I feel like Arango can either adopt the ten or or the the nine spot, so he could you know switch off and, and be fluid in, in the in the team. You know, like I said, I said this this move gives the team a lot of more fluidity and formation making. Um, they can play the four three three. You can plug them in still at the at the five three two. Um, you can even play a four four uh, three four three like Chelsea. Um, having up top and then with Rossi and Vela behind them. Um, so it's just a great move. 
Um, he's young, um, so but with experience, you know, he, he did come from Benfica. You know, he has European um, experience. Um, and, yeah, you know, he, he's that player that we can plug in immediately um, and, you know, ultimately give us that big push to, to, to the MLS Cup and, and gives us a lot of depth, too, with B, if B-Rod stays, you know, which we'll get to later. But, you know, if B-Rod, with B-Rod and him, you know, that's amazing depth up top. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an amazing depth. And I also wonder, like, how this formation is going to change because I don't, I don't know, um, right, if you bring him in and, and it looks like it's gonna, definitely going to be a, a TAM deal. Uh, for Christian, but I think how, how do the you know the, the interesting right? It's a good problem to have for Bob Bradley, right? Once once they do get him, but uh, does he go back to the four three three, right? Uh, obviously, if if Christian comes in, it's looking like he he he'll be the starter. Um, but where does Brian right? Where does Brian fit in in, in all this, right? Because I think that's that's the most more interesting question, and I think we'll we'll see if he, he plays tomorrow. But Hawaii, what what are your thoughts on this on this future signing for LAFC? Um. Okay, so I don't know much about him, so I've been trying to do some research and reach out to some people that uh, are fans of him. Um, but I know in our chat we have uh, LAFC Portugal, which he's a Benfica fan. And Benfica's signing, but he's never played for them. He's always been loaned out. Uh, so we couldn't get much information for that. Uh, so was doing some research on the the team that he's coming from and they're not too happy that he left so I reached out <laughs> to some that speak English and and uh they were just, they were basically saying what JP said they were like look he can play at nine and he can play the wing um so that made me happy uh because this is a truth man like us as supporters we've been asking for a ninth this whole season and now, truthfully, we're playing a, a system that we don't really need that nine because we are doing the three-five-two or the five-three-two or whatever, and it's working. Uh, so, if we want to continue that, as JP said, we can, you know, have him come in as a sub or rotate a little bit and still keep with that three-five-two, which is something that maybe we need to do because, as we've said earlier, like. Moon really uh, and Farfan are good with the three-five-two, right? So we don't really want to mess that up too much with two people that have been so um, so helpful in the last games that we in the last three games that we've won back to back, right? So, uh, but I did watch his highlights. Uh, he's not like super fast or anything, uh, but he scores bangers. You know, I mean, um, <laughs> that's what we need. We need people that are going to score right now. Because we do need a couple of games where we have three, four in the net, you know, like like in like in 2019, right? Because we haven't had that. We're we're a one goal game, uh, two goal game, maybe, you know. So it would be nice to you know to to run it up a little bit. Yeah, no, I think that that's that's going to be interesting. So I want to yeah. get to a couple couple of foot says Arango, a new dynamic piece for a stronger five through five three two formation, taking us into into October. Chicho, uh, Chicho, Chicho. Um, yeah, no, I think to me, it's like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to look too far into this, but I also wonder well, what does this mean for Rossi, right? Is, is, cause LAFC could potentially be getting, uh, prepared for, you know, maybe a right. departure of, of Diego Rossi and then they, right. they bring in another piece, um, right. And, and, and it could be Christian and then, you know, Diego Rossi could, could be on his way out or it could not happen, uh, during the, during the season. But I think that's what, that's what makes it a little bit interesting with that because, with with uh, with Christian being added, you got Carlos Vela, obviously Diego Rossi, and then the other piece to that is uh, um, Brian Rodriguez, right? Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's that's the that's the thing that's going to be interesting, right? You're going to have four players there. How are you going to fit all four players into you know, obviously the five three two formation, or you know, go back to the four three three? Those are only two essentially formations that we've seen from LAFC. But nevertheless, this this is a great this is a great this is going to be a great signing for LAFC. This is this is what all the fans everybody's been asking for. Um, but obviously, because they've they've played when they were playing the four three three formation, that's what you know everybody felt that they were missing. Now they're not even playing it because they've had so much. They were having more success with the five three two. So I think that's going to be interesting uh, for LAFC moving forward. And a little bit more on the deal. I think uh, I'm reading here. Um, so th- they're gonna they're they're gonna buy him with the twenty percent sell on fee uh, for his previous club, Millonarios. Um, so that'll be interesting um, to see, uh, obviously, when he when he does come. But I think the, the main thing, right, is um, they're not spending. They're, they're not going to be spending crazy amount of money. I think it's, it was about like two point two million that uh, that was reported. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. it's nothing crazy, right? So, uh, and I think I think he's going to be. He, he'll definitely be on a, on a TAM deal. There's no way. I know a couple people had asked me on Twitter if he was going to be a DP, but I was like, there's no way because you know they they got three three DPS. Uh, on the roster. So I think that the, the interesting thing uh, about all of this is, you know, the role LSC is rolling. So how does, how do you get, uh, you know, B-Rod in, how do you get Christian in to keep the momentum going with all, with all these guys. Right. So you're, you're definitely adding a lot more and more pieces. Now let's talk, let's talk about Brian Rodriguez. Cause um, that, that is the guy to all this, right? The 11, $11.5 million man that the LAFC played uh, that transfer fee. Obviously he's back with the club. He, you know, he came back last week. He was he was on the he was on the bench for them. He was available for them. So I'm assuming he's going to be available for them. I'm assuming he's going to get some playing time uh, in tomorrow's game. Um, JP, what what are your thoughts going in, into this game for Brod? Yeah, I think he gets minutes. Um, maybe he gets a start, maybe, um, but I don't think so. Um, he might, he definitely will get minutes. He'll definitely come in at the 60th, 70th, the latest. Um, get his touches in. Um, you know, he made an Instagram post saying he's happy to be back. Um, <laughs> but then today, the, tra- the the rumor from from Uruguay came out that his agent is in LA trying to re- negotiate his his a loan out to Peñarol by um, request of the Peñarol president. Um, but LAFC Uruguay in, in our spaces said he this journalist kind of isn't isn't the most reliable source. I um, mean, he's kind of the only one spewing it out. So um, I don't really. I don't really think so because if not, B-Rod ultimately could have easily stayed in Uruguay and, you know, negotiated this deal out. He didn't have to come um, if he didn't want to. Um, you know, when Vela celebrated, he was he was there, you know, hugging him first. You know, it's not like he was just walking, you know, at the back of the pack. Um, he seemed happy that, that Vela scored. Um, after the game, he when, when you know, the players that don't play, they do their sprints on the, on the field. Um, he went to go sign autographs. So, I mean, he feels happy back. You know, I feel like he still wants – he wants to be here. Um, to some degree, um, but yeah, I mean, I expect him to to get minutes tomorrow. Yeah, no, I think that's the interesting thing, right? And if you're B Rod, you you kind of right to your point. Um, when these things come out for B Rod, I think it's always interesting because of whether if it's the agent, you know, of, of Peñarol. And to your point, you know, how trustworthy is is these reports? I did ask Bob. And Bob says he, yeah, I was like, <laughs> he pretty much just pretty much just shut it down. He's like, I don't follow any of the reports of Uruguay, which I yeah. highly highly don't uh, don't believe that because uh, I know he he definitely follows uh, that. Um, so he, I mean, he just didn't want to didn't want to touch on it. So because obviously this they're they're in, trying to integrate. So I thought it was just very interesting of the Brian Rodriguez news of you know the the Peñarol president or whatever wanting him 
uh, on the team, you know, so because it's like, you know, I know B-Rod made the post of he's happy to be back and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, at the same time, we, we have to see, right? Uh, we have to see when he's on the field and, and you know, obviously um, how he is moving forward, right? Because to me, like, you know, you know, I've, I've been very critical of him. Because I, I didn't think I didn't think what he showed previously wasn't good enough, you know, especially for the high price tag that, that he came with. And, you know, and especially where he's from, Uruguay and everything like that. I think he, he deserved to give a little more. So I, I'm giving him a new clean slate, you know, his second time. I feel like everybody deserves a second chance and B-Rod yep. definitely deserves that. So I know I think it was you or back in black uh, Hawaii that said, like, he's going to be on a shorter leash. But like he's going to come in, gonna, he's going to have to come in and make an impact right away. Um, because you know he is a DP player, he, he is getting paid a lot of money. Um, so you know, so we'll see, we'll see how much how much truth to these rumors really is. Um, because we'll, I think that's that's all going to rely on his play, right? If he's going out, he's playing hard, then you can just put away the rumors. But if he's playing like a days ago, or is not not giving his full effort, because you you can tell uh, uh, how if a player wants to be on the team by how they play. You can right. do everything on Instagram. You can do everything, you know, with the fans and everything. But it's how you play on the field. So right. that, I think that that's that's how, that's what I'm gonna pay attention uh, with Brian Rodriguez. But Hawaii, I want to get your thoughts on, on the B Rod situation. Uh, so th- this is my thing about that. He's doing all the right things. Okay, during the shallow laws, he's out there jumping with the boys. Um, the oh. TV cuts over and shows him on the bench. Are we losing you? Did you? Can you hear me? Losing him? I hear him. You hear him? I think it may just be me. Why are you there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, So for me, I I feel like um, Brian has a really bad agent, to be completely honest with you. No, and I mean, I really do. I agree. I agree agree with you. I feel like he's killing this kid's career, to be honest, right? Like um, he's out there. He's doing the shalalas with the guys. He's doing his sprints. He's writing the right stuff. Now that he's here, he's looking like he's happy. Um, you know, all we can go on is what Bob's saying. He's saying he's happy at training or whatever. But Brian posted that, right? He gets here. He puts it out that he's happy. And then the next day, his agents, oh, that he wants him to go here. Same thing that he did when he wanted to go to Serie A with Torino. It's like, let the kid play. Quit putting this stuff in his head. You know, and the problem that I have with it is everybody knows Peñarol was the team that he had been talking about that he wanted to go back to because he was loved. Then he gets here to L.A. and now you're going to bring up now you're going to bring up about uh, Peñarol wanting back. It's a bad look. And now it's going to be in his head. So if something happens that makes him unhappy at LAFC, first thing he's going to be with. I'll just go back to Pinero. I mean, the president wants me. It's just bad. You know what I mean? It's this kid really does have one one more chance before people just start writing him off of, you know, he's just bad, you know, bad business. And I feel like he came in, he's trying to do the right thing. And this guy is just setting him up for a loose situation. And and maybe somebody just needs to be like, yo, you got to get rid of this dude. You know, we got to find you somebody else that's going to help your career and I kill it. Yeah, I think it's, I think it would be a little bit of both because Brian Rodriguez, he's also gone on, on television with Almeria. But I'm with you. I don't think the agent is – but I think the agent goes behind uh, – goes uh, does what the player essentially kind of wants. Um, but I think the agent and him are, are kind of on the same page, right, on, on some of these things, right? But, like, with Brian, the thing has always been, like, you know – 
he was so excited to go to Europe, even though he wasn't ready, right? And then he never talked about coming back to LAFC. He talked about going to Peñarol. So right. it's just interesting, you know? So I think I, I'm with you, but I think it's 50-50. It has to be 50-50. But, it, but it's like JP said, why come back? If you knew that this was going to oh, be... Because you're, 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 you're getting paid a million dollars. Because if you don't come no, back, I understand. that check is not going here, You're going to leave again. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just sort of weird, bro. It's just sort of... It, it's, it's the soap opera of, of Brian Rodriguez, and we, <laughs> we all have been watching it for now almost two years, so it is what it is. Yeah. Oh, here's Koui the man. Got, yeah, Koui got some more information. Koui is always, always great. Uh, he says, more news. Brian would only be loaned to Peñarol only if they pay a loan fee, which Peñarol can't afford. Makes sense, yeah, because initially it was uh, – thank you, uh, Koui, for that. But initially it was going to be a free loan. And I was just like, wait, what is a, a free loan? That's just not, a loan is not free. You got to pay, you know, it's not, it's, you know, you know, you have to pay something, right? Well, basically like, give us $11 million and then give him back to us for free. And we'll just take your money. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, dude. that does. Yeah, that, that makes no <laughs> sense. That, so it's like, I don't know what, what they're trying to pull a fast one, but yeah, no, I mean, for Brian Rodriguez and for LAFC, this is, um, they got to make it work. I mean, I think a lot of pressure is on, LAFC to make it work, uh, whether it's Bob or, you know, uh, John Thornton. But I, I think, you know, for Bob, like he's, 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 he said all the right things and he, you know, that now it's going to come down to Brian. I think it's yeah. really going to come down. It's going to come down to Brian. Right. And like I said before, I'm gonna give him a clean slate, but he has to show it to us, you know, um, that he is, he is, you know, that, that high, you know, quality Uruguayan type of player, international player that people are going to want. Because right. if he if he doesn't prove it this this season or you know this this time around with LAFC however long that may be, um, you know his 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 career can really be in jeopardy. You know if if it doesn't go if it doesn't go the right way and LAFC could definitely be out the money or he can uh, you know he can mature. I don't know I don't know how quickly he's going to be able to mature within these next couple within these next couple of weeks or you know next couple of months with LAFC because I mean LAFC is competing for a championship right. And right. if Brian, if Brian doesn't understand that or is not not focused yet uh, on winning a championship with with, uh, with LAFC, then you know he's going to hurt himself, but he's also going to hurt LAFC. But you know, got to keep the positive vibes out there, and we'll we'll just see what happens because you know I, I will judge him after after this after the season and to see what happens. But you're right. DP, you got to come in and you got to make an impact. Yeah, now great. that you're here, we want to just see you work. We don't need all the other drama. Let's just see you work. And do what you do best. That's all. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, JP. I, I think Bob can pull like a power move and then start him on Wednesday to like I guess kill the rumors off, um, and be like you know he's here to stay. But where? Let's let's talk about that. Sorry. Where where would you start him though? Because I think that is the interesting. You, you move. Thing. You, you you switch back to a four three three because mm, I don't know. I don't I think mean, so. Nah. I, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Big. Don't do that, JP. Nah. Nah. I, mean, I, I don't explain. think you start him. You don't you don't start him. Don't em. do that, JP. <laughs> but not nah, no, nah, you can't do not nah, nah, that'd be the that'd be a bad idea. But go ahead. I want to hear your take though. I mean oh. because because <laughs> the first three years it was always Bob playing the four three three, four three three, four three three, and never straying away from it. And then now if he if he ultimately repeats the the five three two come playoff time and, and we play Seattle, you know, he, their coach is gonna is gonna figure it out because he he always uh uh he always beats Bob in a tactical battle, so we he, we need to always you know re- go back to the four three three and you know be able to, b- to still mix it up because if we become reliant on the five three two, um, it can end up, it can end up being studied overstudied and you know they'll they'll figure it out. So I still think we need to be able to mix it up and you know I, I ultimately think the best formation for B Rod is the four three three, 
um, with with Rossi and Bella up top. Um, that's just me. And then especially because we don't have Murillo, we just play with Segura and Blackman, who are both center backs. Um, and it's um, and then you know Chiki at the left back and give him his start again. But um, yeah, I mean, that's my reasoning. Maybe we do that against Vancouver, easy, easier team. Okay, but, uh, I mean it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a take, but I don't know if everybody's gonna agree. But no one's gonna agree. We all want the three five hour Bob calls it the three four one two. But you know, yeah. we'll take why, that. Tell, tell us why you don't agree with JP's take. Uh, I don't I don't want to mess with it right now. I want to stay with the same guys. I know um, Mario is out for the yellows. So you do give Palacios or Blackman. It's been sort of the debate within our uh, spaces today. Um, you know, foot is really for bringing Palacios in. Then you have others that say Blackman because of the height. Um, but, you know, I just feel like right now we need to stick with it. If we do bring him in, bring him in in like, you know, the 60 or 65 or something, fresh legs, fine. But to start him after everything um, that's been going on and him being gone for so long, I just – I think it would be a, still a, a really bad idea. Okay, he said one game, and now we're going to start in the next. It could really um, – I said it last uh, on your last show. It could really kill the locker room for that too because some of these guys are in that spot. You know, that's just the reality. They've earned it. And um, so I, I want us to stay with the 3-5-2. Yeah, no, and I agree. I think the, the, the reason why I'm giving so much pushback, JP, is because it's worked. And I think, uh, you know – uh, Silo says right here, it says 4-3-3 is too exposed. The opponent will know I play like the first few games. And I think the 4-3-3 the is like every team knows LSU has played it because that's what they've played essentially for almost four years straight, right? And, and now we're seeing something different. It's obviously it's working. Obviously it's been, you know, a couple of games, but I think if, if right now if it's not broke, you know, don't fix don't it. Fix obviously, it yeah. And I think well, the, the interesting thing for me is like where where does like when Bob, when, when he comes in, when Brerod comes in, right? Who, who does he come in for? Does he come in for Diego Rossi? Does he come in, right? Or who do, or does he come in for a wing? Or does he come in for uh, a Cifuentes, you know? Because those are those are the midfield or, or forward spot up top is, is where I'm seeing B-Rod, um, is where I'm seeing Brian Rodriguez come in. Because I don't, I don't know where else where else you put Brian Rodriguez. And I think that's that's going to be the interesting thing. Uh, because I think the, the thing that the thing that what I remember vividly about Brian Rodriguez, he str- really struggled in the four three three, and especially he was obviously he got the good assist, but like the finishing was was his, his biggest struggle uh, in the four three three formation. And right. obviously he never got a different look. We never got to see a different look from B Rod in that four three three. Uh, I think five three two. I want to see. I want to see what Brian can give you in this formation because it's right. it's a lot different. It's a lot different, and and he's not going to have to play. It's not you know he doesn't have to run as much, and you know I think it just makes it. It may it makes it make it makes me want to see Brian playing this formation because okay okay show us what you can do, you know show us what you can do with all that you know and obviously the team is rolling, but yeah I don't think you start him. I think you bring him in because if you start him, I think that's too much pressure. To, to start him and play, he hasn't played. I don't think he's played ninety minutes since he was last with LAFC. Three, you know? three months. Yeah, so I don't think in Almeria he played. He played ninety minutes. No, he only he only played. Um, he started. Uh, huh? He started, but he would always get subbed out. So you never finish. Yeah, yeah. Game. So yeah, yeah, I'm talking never. about like it's probably it's been probably since October of last season because even in Concacaf he didn't he didn't he didn't play he didn't he didn't play uh ninety minutes. So yeah, right. it's been it's been it's been a minute for for him. Um, so we'll we'll see. I'm I'm very interested uh, where Bob puts him in and how, how he uses him. But uh, I mean, 
things are rolling for LFC. You know, you just hope that B-Rod can also, you know, can also benefit off of that. So I want to get a, depends on the score of what it is that he when he comes in too, right? So if it's a big score, or if Vela looks tired, he might come in for Vela and be uh, Rossi and him out there. You know what I mean, or vice versa, because we do have that game on Saturday, right? So I think I think it all depends. Uh, but you definitely have a good point about who he comes in for. It sort of would be interesting to see him come in for Sifu and have him sort of in the midfield area in that three-five-two. You know. Because, I mean, he has great assists. He, he can pass the ball really well for the assists. So that would be pretty interesting. Um, but most likely it's going to be for, like, probably Rossi, I bet, unless Vela's just tired looking. Yeah. No, I think I think I think that's a pretty spot on. A couple of people in the chat are saying, yeah, don't don't break what ain't broken. Um, the chemistry is there on the 3 and the 5-3-2. Why switch it up for a player that hasn't been here? Um and then we also got imagine our foot says imagine Janela touched a B ride last fifteen. Bob can rotate rotate them into a three front with Rossi and Vela. Okay, yeah, I like that. that that's, yep. uh, that's that's interesting. I could see that. Um, yeah, no, I like that too. But I, I, if if Brian comes in, and I don't I don't want Bob to switch the formation for Brian. I want I, I really want to see Brian in the five three two because right. I've already seen him in the four three three. I don't I don't mm-hmm. want Bob to switch it up. Um, because I think I want to see how B-Rod does in the 5-3-2. I mean, I imagine the 65th minute you you do what Foot just said. I mean, that, that would be pretty good right there. You know, yeah. you, switch up, you get completely fresh legs in the middle like that. You still have Bella and Rossi out over there for them to get the ball to. I mean, I actually I actually really like that right there. Yeah, no, I mean, Foot makes a, makes a good point on that. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's going to be a very interesting game tomorrow. They're, they're also going to be on turf too, so yeah. maybe maybe Vela doesn't play the full ninety minutes because it is on okay. turf, and maybe Brian right. gets 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 uh gets more playing time, but maybe gets twenty. Maybe I can see him getting fifteen to twenty minutes max. Yeah, I agree. Max. You know, I think that's that's the max that we'll see uh, for B Rod uh, potentially tomorrow. But uh, yeah, let's talk about the game tomorrow. Obviously, the the, the they're facing Portland. Uh, JP, what what are your thoughts on LAFC going into this game? Yeah, I mean, every time I, I feel like I come on here, it's always like LFC, LFC's next game is a test. It's a test. It's a test. Um, but, yeah, I mean, last game was the first game where, where it felt like LFC was back, you know, of, of years past, dominating, having 29 shots. Ultimately, we didn't finish any any of them. Um, but, you know, we dominated with the, with the five in the back, with the new formation, because the last two games against RSL and Austin, we were outshot and outpossessed, but we would win. We never felt, you know, in danger, but... You know the stats didn't back it up in a, in a way. Um, against the Timbers, you know you go you go to Portland on turf in enemy en- enemy territory with their stadium the way it is, um, how it gets. Um, you know it's an, it's going to be another test. You know to make it really feel like like LAFC's back. You know the Timbers are, are right under us. Um, so yeah, you know it's it's not like it's the bottom of the table. Um, it, the turf definitely affects affects the way it is. Um, you know, ultimately, if we come out with no injuries, then I feel like it's a win. Um, I feel like we can win. I feel like LRC should get go out there and get the three points. Um, this is the game they should win this week because I feel like Vancouver is, is easier on paper. Um, they're coming off a, a win last week or this weekend, though. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think we should get the three points against Portland. Yeah. What what uh, what are your thoughts, uh, Hawaii, going, going up against Portland tomorrow? I mean, uh, Portland's always a difficult game for us, right? Like uh, we just have, you know, Carson is our 
robbery, but it feels like Portland is a lot because our games are always so chippy, you know. Um, but they have a lot of injuries right now also, you know, so they're going to have to rest a lot of people, which might favor LAFC a little bit. Um, playing on turf is playing on turf. It's, it's not something that I really think any team wants to come and do. Um, MLS needs to change that make them all – you know, real grass, but that is what it is. I'm with um, you on that, 100%. Yeah, you know, it's just – it makes the game not as fun to watch sometimes, you know what I mean, because it's a little bit more sloppy and um, the ball bounces weird. You see the guys seem a little timid at times on certain plays that they wouldn't be so timid on, on grass. But, um, but you know, yeah, Portland – I mean, look, Portland is a – they're a good team. I mean, they always are a good team. They're just – right now they're – they have a bunch of people out and they're hurt. So LAFC should play well and we should win this match. Um, we're sitting in fifth place. Really, we're tied for fourth with uh, Colorado with them having one. Uh, yeah, so we're one game difference. They've only played 12. We played 13. And we're three back from Carson. So this is an important game. You know, we, we need them three points. Um, so... You know, listen, that's another reason I don't want Bob to change the formation. You know, we go back to that comment, don't fix what's not broken. So let's roll with it. If they start figuring out the three, the three, five, two in the middle of the match, then change it. Put him in, go to the four, three, three. I don't care. But let's start with the way that we've been playing these last three games and let's do our best to get this three points. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I brought up the. You know, the standings, obviously, we see right, LAFC in fifth with 21 points. You got Portland in seventh with 16 points. I mean, you talk about a win for LAFC, they, they could potentially jump up to, you know, third place with the Galaxy, depending yeah. how the Galaxy do tomorrow. Obviously, uh, I'm not sure if Colorado plays tomorrow. I'm assuming they yeah. play tomorrow. They play um, Dallas. and then oh, They play Dallas, okay. And then LA Galaxy, uh, RSL. So, yeah, yeah they, they both well, – I don't think Colorado will draw points, but LA might draw points, and that can – Who does Carson play? They play uh, RSL. RSL. At RSL. RSL. And then they they played Vancouver in Utah this weekend, so they've been they've been there this whole week. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think that when we look at the standings, uh, you know, obviously LAC's moving up. Um, all right. So it's like this is this is I was ex- expecting them to be obviously not top three. Looks like they're they could be well on their way here with the next couple of weeks. But obviously, it's gonna be a tough game, tough tough road game tomorrow. Um, so we'll see. Obviously, even if they get if they could get one point. I mean, you, you, you take it right because you're you're at way. It's going to be. Uh, it's always it's always a tough game, uh, you know, over there uh, with the Timbers and stuff. So I'm assuming that, that you know it's going to it's going to be a packed house um, out there. So I mean, they always have a great uh, great atmosphere over over there with their fans. So we'll see we'll see what happens for tomorrow. Um, score predictions, uh, JP, for tomorrow's game. Uh, two zero, two zero. We went two zero. Two zero. Okay. Okay. Hawaii? 3 1. 3 1. At least I have some bold predictions. I, I like this. No, it's I, not I like bold. This. Boy, when I, when I hit that, you just write me and say, yeah, you got it, Hawaii. <laughs> 3 1. Uh, I feel like Vela's like going to show up tomorrow, and then Rossi's going to get another one. So, yeah, I, I feel like Vela got two, Rossi got one. That's okay. right. Yeah. I like that. And yeah. Moon's going to give all, all three assists. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, there we go. Look, Muna is very capable of doing that. Uh, I got a comment here from Soccer Guy. He says, um, Kim Wong can be a potential MLS star if he keeps up with the good assists to his teammates and scoring goals with LM Rossi. 
Yeah, I mean, I, he, I he's, he's probably going to make he's probably going to make it in the MLS All Star team, um, to say the least. I mean, we're pushing for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I don't I didn't have a Villa on my list, but um, you know, but I did have Kim Moon because uh, yeah. of the job he's been doing, the consistent job he's been doing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I could definitely see him being in the All Star game. I mean, regardless, Vela's going to be in the All Star. He's too big of a name to not be. On that roster, so Bella's yeah. definitely Bella's definitely gonna be be on there. Maybe but, um, if he makes it, Bob don't play him that much, so he can be rested up for that Carson match. Oh, that's know? right. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Bob, Bob was gonna be the coach. Bob was gonna be the coach. Moon will make that jump when Arango gets in there because last game he made like two or three passes to the penalty spot, but there was no striker to finish it. Yeah. So, so Arango Arango's gonna fill that void in, and then that's when Moon's assists are just gonna rack up. Yeah. It was awesome on his uh, interview when he was like, you know, Vela did me a solid by putting that assisted because I've had a couple of opportunities and no one put it in for me yet. <laughs> like, sort of saying, dude, I have set y'all up. Just come on, get it in there. Yeah. No, I mean, he's been setting up a lot of people. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like Kim and Wan's play and everything they've been doing. So, but yeah, I, I think any final thoughts, guys, before we, we sign off? Um. You know, just this is a this is a, a, an amazing week where LAFC can go undefeated. Um, hopefully, we keep the win streak going. Um, if we ultimately, I just don't want to lose this month. Um, so yeah, I mean, everyone's looking better. Everyone's looking more confident. The team is finding their groove. Um, or you know, there's finally transfer rumors. Um, B Rock Cheeky came back, and then we have this this big transfer w- rumor at the number nine spot, which is like the last piece to the puzzle that we need. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's it looks like LAFC is only going up from here. Yep, no, I'm with you. Right. Why final thoughts? No, I mean, off of that, you know, like I've I've said, uh, I've complained a lot about the front office not making enough moves, and uh, they, they're giving us what we want. We complained about Bob switching, not switching our formations, he's gave us what we want. So, um, there is no complaints with what we're seeing from our club right now. This, this is what us as fans and supporters want, you know, to put the best guys out there, not because they're a favorite of, you know, the, the manager. Um, so like JP, I, I want to say in this month, um, you know, winning them all and uh, it's a real possibility or at least to get points on every single one of these games. Um, so that that's pretty much where I'm at. And I, I just hope that uh, we, we keep up this good run because I know we can with, with, with the quality of players that we have on, on our, on our team. Yeah. I mean, I mean, these guys are doing good, so we'll see if they can continue the, the, the winning streak tomorrow in Portland. So that's going to wrap things up guys. Um, if you guys, for you guys listening, join us every Tuesday. We talk LFC, we talk black and gold. So that's going to wrap things up for Hawaii for JP. This is you. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye everybody.